Hey everyone, welcome to Let's All Geek Out. We're your hosts, Kyle. Mia. Julian. And Chris. This week on Geek, we're going to take a little bit of a detour from recent news and talk about some gaming campfire stories and what we're looking forward to this holiday season. And maybe a little bit of Adam Sandler. So stick around. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's get caught up with see what everyone's been doing this week. Uh, Chris, what have you been up to? I've been working my ass off. Meow. That's been, yeah. This has been <laughs> one of those weeks where, like, I just started the new job. I've been there now for a few months. And it's I've had some pretty amazing work-life balance for it. And this was the first time where I was like, wow, I'm working over eight hours. I was like, is this what other people do for their jobs? Eight hours, man. I, I miss know. those days. I work like nine or 10 is weird. The problem of being on salary, right? Yeah. There's no such thing as eight hours anymore. Just you work until you're done, man. Yep. Right. (laughs) Pretty much. I've been rocking 12s all week. So this is, this is nice to be done before 12. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So so I shouldn't be complaining then. And I'm not, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm actually still really enjoying the job, which is cool. But outside of that, though, I have been watching a lot of Star Wars stuff because of last week's episode. I've gotten into this huge Star Wars kick again. That's how it starts. It is. Started watching Rebels, went back to watching some Clone Wars, too. So that way I can go back to Rebels more educated and informed. And also started reading one of the Star Wars novels, uh, The Death Troopers, which is about a zombie outbreak on a Imperial prison ship. That one is fun. I I saw so I, I I didn't read the sequel to that one, but I I did read Death Troopers and I really liked it. The first time I started it, I was like, oh, "What is this?" And then I put it down. And then I think like maybe a year later, I picked it back up and I was like, "Oh, this is, okay, I'm having fun now." Man, so, yeah. what a good blend between uh, Star Wars and uh, the Halloween theme, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. All the spoops. But yeah, you're talking about the sequel being uh, Red Harvest, right? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, something. Yeah, I think Red Harvest. Yeah. A zombie outbreak in the Sith Academy. Right, I think it's where they yeah. kind of like get to the bottom of like where the virus thing started happening or something like that. Maybe I'm not sure. Or something. It's like I think it's like an a evil plan. Like prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I forget. I read that book so long ago. I did too. Like it's actually the one of the few books where I sat down, cracked it open, and did not stop until I was done. Oh, good, cool. Yeah, which for me is a, is a big deal because I don't ever do that. But between that and then going back into the games, I, I did play a little bit of Star Wars Squadrons. And then that led into some Star Wars The Old Republic, where I created a brand new character just for streaming. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, so made a Sith sorcerer named Akra. It's a random name generated thing. (laughs) Ocarina of Time is the name of it. Probably, yeah. Aquifer. Yeah. (laughs) Aquafina. I was going to do that joke. I was like, I know, I'm going to be the bigger person and not go for the easy one, but I really wanted to. (laughs) Aquafina, man. Yeah. But uh been doing that and then also been streaming again too and been playing Dead Space, which Ooh, there you like, go, spoopy. I, I see people play like these spoopy games and they get all like heightened and be like, oh my god. And it's like that's not gonna be me. And sure shit, as soon as I turn on Dead Space, I am like overreacting like a motherfucker. That's <laughs> so the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. He is I was watching you for a while yesterday and I was like, man, he is getting jumpy about this shit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my wife plays oh she's been playing a lot of scary games lately. She usually does anyways, but she's been she's been playing a lot and I'll just hear her in the other room just like, oh my god. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I think it actually comes from the fact that when you're streaming though, you since you're constantly communicating and you're trying to engage with the audience for it too, you're already in a heightened sense anyway. Right. And it just sort of over exaggerates yourself like completely natural to like like at no point in, during the streams am i faking a scream or a freak out it's just now that i'm just saying what i'm thinking half the time it just sort of comes out and out like that mm-hmm. it probably doesn't help you got all that adrenaline running from all those push-ups <laughs> yeah thanks for that assholes <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna call you out here real quick did you ever do the 10 push-ups that i spent those points for i did not and i did not cash those in for you yet so i will uh-huh. redeem those yeah. I, right. So for those of you who you. don't know, on my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash vanispheres underscore, one of my point redemption things is I will do 10 pushups for 500 channel points. And Kyle and Julian have cashed in already 60 of, or no, not six, 60 pushups worth of points already. I've done 50 and I owe them another 10. And it just <laughs> right. completely slipped my mind uh, mm-hmm. today. 
hashtag road to 100. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only reason why that happened is because you told us that you set a limit of 30 push-ups an hour. So we tested that limit and yep. it was it was a lie. I kept I, hitting that button over and over and I just like, wait, did I redeem all of them? And all of a sudden I just see like Chris doing all his push-ups. Like, oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there like, oh, man, I need more points. <laughs> Must chat. It works, though. Like, uh, that chat was blowing up uh, the other day, too. It was really exciting to yeah. see that. Everybody just wanting you to do push-ups. That's really it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's all the status out there. <laughs> I told him to change it to just chatting, because all he's going to be doing is push-ups. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Push to chat. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing that um, side of my exercise, man. Oh, Real quick, work. Chris, before I forget, since you're since you're reading Star Wars novels right now, mm -hmm. um, if I remember correctly, you liked Rogue One, correct? I loved Rogue One. Awesome. Have you read Catalyst? I read about half of Catalyst. Oh, and you read half. Yes, I did. And I was really, really liking it, but then like I said, you got to get into these moods with a right. franchise. And I had seen Rogue One like 20 times after it got its home release. And I just started getting kind of burned out with it. And mm. then it just sort of like faded out. But I still do have my copy of Catalyst. And I'm at a point now, it's been so long since I've read it. I need to go back and start from scratch again. Gotcha. I definitely recommend reading it all the way through. I, I think I read it before I saw the film. And it's like made the film so much more. Oh, no, I forget. It, anyways... It, it enriched the film a lot yeah. for me and stuff when I saw it. But won't get into Star Wars because that was last week's episode. <laughs> right. So yeah, between all that Star Wars and spoopy stuff, that's been my week in a nutshell. Julian, what about you, man? Uh, just living the dream, man. Uh, week two update. I am at 44 miles of my 100. Jesus wow. Christ. Yes, I am. <laughs> I Dude, am man. Seven miles behind pace because of that wedding last weekend. Uh, I didn't run the day of the wedding, and I definitely didn't run the day after. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm starting to catch up, though. I, I got to run 3.68 miles for the rest of the month to hit the goal. And I went to this, like, specialized running place today uh, to get maybe some custom insoles for my shoes because my knees have been hurting. And come to find out, I have a bad issue with like pronation which if you don't know is like when you run you your feet kind of collapse inwards like uh you're, you you kind of roll Ow. your ankles when you run um yeah it's, it's it not sound fun yes it's so it's mm. like an uneven oh. distribution of your weight uh and so it'll kind of beat on your your knees and stuff and that's why i've been having all that knee pain okay. uh so i got these i got these new shoes and it's just it's fucking night and day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, but does that mean you have a very high bridge? Uh, does your foot have a very high inner bridge? No, it's actually it, it arch. You know, I have actually a uh, little to no arch. Like, like I'm just barely oh. above a flat foot. Yeah. I'm wearing oh, um, fans my whole life. I don't know what arches are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got them. We got them L-shaped feet, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like a practically a Lego character. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's just a quick update on the running stuff. Uh, aside from that, uh, I have just been continuing my Spooptober. Uh, marathon of watching spooky shit all the time so this week i watched the nun uh which was you know the spinoff of the conjuring franchise uh and it was uh pretty shitty <laughs> yeah <laughs> not gonna lie. wasn't wasn't my favorite i have not heard good things yeah by the time it was over i was like well that's that i guess i can say i watched it uh also yay I guess I just watched some shitty ones this week. It seemed like because I also watched that Child's Play remake uh, from You're last year. <laughs> yes, and they have like I don't know. I was talking to Kyle a little bit about that yesterday. I don't know who signed off on this like discount fucking Chucky doll, but he looks nothing like what the original looked like. He looked like what you'd find at the swap meet that somebody fucking made. <laughs> <laughs> is it an actual doll or is it like CGI or? Uh, no, it's an actual doll, but okay, they, they kind of take the premise away from like, you know, ooh, serial killer trapped in a doll's body and be more like, oh, a uh, corruptive AI that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. That, they try to give it like a 21st century spin on it where it's, you know, a shitty Skynet, basically. Because yeah. possession isn't cool anymore. 
I mean, without getting into some spoiler shit, he does some kind of E.T. moves with the glowing finger and shit at one point in the movie. And I was like, okay, you lost me at this point. (laughs) The most exciting thing about watching that movie was being able to use my little LED lights around my TV to just like match up with the the emergency lights on the movie. (laughs) That they're flashing red in the movie and I made them flash red behind the TV. So I felt like I was there, you know. (laughs) Ooh. It was spooky. Spoopy. And like Mark Hamill was the voice of Chucky this time, wasn't he? Yeah, and I had really? such high hopes. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing in that movie that delivered. <laughs> oh man, it's too bad. It can't be any worse than like the Predators, the the newest Predator movie. That was like the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, but I'm, I'm not. I won't even get into that. I just want to throw that out there. That's my benchmark for bad movies. So, oh, not Doom. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doom. I can laugh at and still enjoy. I can't enjoy this new Predator movie. Oh, my God. So uh, the one thing I will say about that movie, though, is if you like uh, gory deaths, like that movie definitely spent 90% of their budget on the death scenes because they're they're gnarly. Like, I was like, ooh, maybe a little uncomfortable <laughs> a couple times. But outside of the death scenes, I was like, I don't know. Uh, so I think next week I'm going to watch uh, The Haunting with Hill House and the, the other one, Blythe Manor. I'm oh, not sure what that one's called. You haven't seen any of this this series yet. No, I've been trying to just kind of watch the movies, right? But I mean, the uh, the spookiest movie that I watched of all this week was motherfucking Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yes, I fucking watched it like on Monday after we had that conversation over the weekend. I was like, I just gotta watch it. I'm either yep. gonna fucking love it or hate it, and I fell right in the middle. <laughs> Oh my god! You're supposed to. <laughs> so don't expect a nice, uh, solid verdict from this podcast about that movie because we have someone that loved it, someone that hated it, and someone thought it could have been better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it so kind of sounds like you're leaning more towards my side of this, where it's like, yeah, no, dude. This is- no, I laughed and I had a good time, but at the same time, I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> That's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a dumb Adam Sandler movie, and it delivered on. You could like if there was a if there was like a bingo sheet of uh-huh. Adam Sandler, you get blackout <laughs> bingo right there. Like, <laughs> I do agree with Chris's comment last week though about the thermos. That thermos was fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so cool. The thermos is cool, and Melissa Villasenor's cat, like the one scene where the eyes bulge out, that that one, <laughs> I busted out laughing for too. Like I wanted to like Shaq's cameo. It was there was it was so close to me liking it, but it just didn't quite stick the landing for me. How bitter were you about laughing at that? Like, oh man, they got me. Something's actually <laughs> funny. <laughs> no, not all. Like I wanted to like it. Like I went in, I think, with the right expectations of just a silly Adam Sandler comedy, much in the same vein as Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and. It just did not do it for me. I, I ran into a lot of problems with it. Like the biggest one for me was the love interest, uh, the blonde chick from Modern Family, and she was also in Happy Gilmore too. Mm-hmm. But where she was playing such an absolutely like madly in love with Adam Sandler's character. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it like in the other dumb Adam Sandler films like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, there is still like a redeeming factor with the character where there's still you know a more or less functioning a adult in some form or another like billy madison was like he may be stupid but at the same time too he he's a good guy who's trying to do something but he's still like the goofy man child or in happy gilmore you know like he, very noble intentions of trying to save his grandmother's house so okay that's that's cool in hubie he's like he's barely functional period you, i mean what you were pretty much saying was that like hubie is not a lovable character and i vehemently disagree i think he's a very lovable character so. I thought he was a you love to hate him kind of thing. You know what I mean? Why like you he, hate him? The whole town hated him. He was he was he was he was amazing. <laughs> because at, at some point, like you have to stand up for yourself, man. We're, we're quick, also too before we get in, like too deep into that movie. Mia, you are the odd <laughs> person out at this point, so you need to watch that movie so we next week we okay. can have a comprehensive <laughs> review of it, a definitive <laughs> finding. Because we're re- we're really treading on spoiler territory here for the sake. <laughs> of not ruining it for yeah. you okay no i can definitely i'll give it a watch this week and then next week i can be like what the hell guys or like that was amazing so you know we can gauge by that yeah. reaction no one's gonna say this movie's amazing you were the tiebreaker at this point <laughs> i don't think for the record i don't think it's amazing i think it was a fun dumb halloween movie that i'm gonna watch every year because i 
this time of year and like the holiday season i like to like kind of have my rituals where i watch like my favorite scary movies or favorite like you know holiday themed movies or episodes and stuff you know and so this is gonna this is gonna go in there. I don't care how you feel, Chris. Well, I mean, cooking about stupid. I'm just saying, there's no chemistry. <laughs> you don't need chemistry for stupid Halloween movie. <laughs> exactly. See, you need a little it. bit. You need a, a enough where it's like, okay, you know what? It kind of makes sense here. Like I said, Billy Madison. It there's enough chemistry between Adam Sandler and whatever's love interest where it made some kind of sense. Oh, okay. And same thing in Billy Madison too. There's just enough there where it's plausible enough for the universe that is creating. If there <laughs> isn't any in Hubie at all. Just no. <laughs> Hubie has an, as much plot as like Hocus Pocus does. And that is a very loved fucking Halloween movie. <laughs> it is. That's actually a terrific comparison. Thank you, Julian. And it's Hocus Pocus is so stupid. Like when you watch it, you're like, this movie fucking sucks. But for some reason, you watch it over and over again. That's what yeah. Hubie Halloween's going to well, be for Well, have me. you guys seen um, the the Wayne's Brothers Paranormal Activity movie, Boof? Oh, yeah. Like that. I, I was... <laughs> that made me laugh like a crazy person. I, I mean, and it, that is a definition of a stupid movie. But it was really funny. Oh, for so, sure. <laughs> but... <laughs> So to to shelf the Adam Sandler talk, I, yeah. I will I will end with this though. Last week I said that Little Nicky was probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie. I have to take it back. It is uh, actually Blended. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. It's really Adam, yes. I I love that movie. I never seen it before, and I had no interest in seeing it. But like when I met my wife, uh, you know, she watched a lot of TV and stuff like that, and it was always on cable. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? And after two or three times of kind of watching it, like from the halfway point to the end, I finally watched the whole movie and I was like, I fucking love it. Like it's, it's a, bl a nice blend of the stupid shit that we're talking about with TV Halloween and also just like old school, funny Adam Sandler, like Terry Crews in that movie is fucking oh, hilarious, man. Love Terry Crews. Anything he's in, he turns into gold. Seriously. I don't know if you've all seen it, but just the basic premise of this movie, right? Is Adam Sandler, uh, his wife dies and he goes on a date, you know, years later with Drew Barrymore. They have a really shitty date. And then his boss, uh, his boss had bought a trip to South Africa with for him and his girlfriend. And he was going to propose to her. I yeah. have seen this movie. Yes, but they, but they don't end up going. And so he, like a nice boss he is, of Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> let me just put that there. Uh, just gives away this South African trip to adam sandler and his family and drew barrymore's friend who was also supposed to go gave her trip away to drew barrymore's family so then they meet up and hilarity ensues pretty much but i enjoyed that movie it's a nice lovable funny movie that you can like watch with yeah. your family like it's a nice blend it's sweet yeah. So there's at least some chemistry that you were saying was missing from the other one, Chris. Yes. Also, that movie is 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, too. <laughs> That's amazing. Fuck. I would give it a 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, before we kind of do put this to rest, I, like, just so we can kind of like set like the, where everyone is, like, what is your absolute favorite comedy? Just period. Oh, oh wow. That's a tough one. It is a oh, tough one. Like, no, I, like, I have mine in my back pocket that I, I say every single time. Well, then you go ahead. Yeah. Hot Fuzz with uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm, ah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a fun yeah. one. That is Ooh, a good one. Yeah. Love it. Ooh. Yep. It has one of my favorite lines ever, which was when they when the big reveal of who the murderers are is, and hearing the line like, well, he murdered Bill Shakespeare. And Simon Pegg went like, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I guess in that term, like trying to think about comedy movies, right? I've always watched so many of them, all, all the whole spectrum of it, but... I would have to say the one that always comes up the most to me is Shaun of the Dead. I love that movie, like to death. <laughs> it yeah. is so freaking funny. I just remember that part. Every time something like more stressful happens in my life, I'm always like, well, I'll just go get a pint and wait for this all to blow yeah. over. <laughs> yep. Way too good. Um, I think for me, I really, really, really like The Emperor's New Groove. I find that movie so good funny. I, I mean, uh, yesterday I saw a, a meme again of, you know, where um, Yzma is the cat and then Kronk opens up this random <laughs> window in this temple and smacks her in the face. I mean, it's so cute because it's a lot of physical comedy as well because, I mean, it is technically a kid's movie, but it is absolutely hilarious. I love that movie. 
It, it, that is yeah. a good one. I respect that answer quite a bit, honestly. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to do comedy, hey? You know, and, and especially if you're setting out for it to be a comedy because now you have to, you know, throw in um, physical stuff that happens that's funny. And then obviously the dialogue is ultimately, for me, uh, comedy and stuff happens in your brain. So, um, yeah, I think I think the balance of that movie was just like perfect. <laughs> so. Nice. All right, Kyle, you're up. What you got? Uh, there's a lot of pressure right now. Yeah. Um <laughs> The Office, <laughs> Hubie <laughs> Halloween. We no, I, uh, I, that's really hard. I, I guess I haven't really like thought about it before or anything. Like, I love comedies, mm-hmm. um, but I can't think of any one that sticks out as my favorite. Um, I've kind of pulled away from movies. Oh, it's like since Netflix, you know, just because like just being able to binge watch entire series Ooh. of things. And so with movies now, I'm kind of left either like wanting a lot more or just like really unsatisfied because like with series and stuff, you get to like learn these characters a lot more and like, you know, these long running jokes just get funnier and funnier and stuff. And so my final answer is The Office, the entire series of The Office. (laughs) But obviously the American one, hey? Yeah, yeah, of course. Steve Carell is amazing. Right on. (laughs) I didn't like the British one. And then because for me, I I struggle with cringe humor because you can see something bad's going to happen. That's why I have such a, oh, like, for example, um, I can't watch Seinfeld because I know it's going to be a train wreck. And I know it's going to lead to something absolutely horrible, you know, that can't be redeemed. So, you know, knowing that and looking at that and seeing that, it just, it, the anxiety that it fills me with is just torturous. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't enjoy that. So anything where someone is basically going to get a very short end of a stick in the end of this, and you can see it happening, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it at all. The funny thing about The Office uh, when I was going through college, uh, my associate program for psychology, uh, I had joined the research club, just as just some spare time stuff. And we had done a memory cue test where we basically gave these people a list of 10 sentences uh, to memorize, gave them about five minutes with like a piece of gum. Right. And then we played an episode of The Office, <laughs> then gave them a test of the same sentences uh, with the same piece of gum with the words omitted from it to see you know, uh, if the flavor kind of, uh, brought it back, but we picked that, um, that episode of the office, the dinner party one. Yes. <laughs> oh. And I, that's a hard watch. Yeah. I watched that episode. I mean, we ran this experiment 12 times and I fucking died every time I watched <laughs> that episode when, when <laughs> Steve Carell is talking about the vasectomy and he's like, snip, step, step, steps. I was like, He's like, you said you didn't want kids, and then who went and got snipped? (laughs) Uh, Uh, But I mean, how did the people react? I mean, watching people watching something that you know is just going to be this disaster unfolding. The the general consensus of everybody was okay, so we had set a, a certain amount of time, right? It was uh doing some kind of like preliminary studies. It takes about you know, 20, 25 minutes for your short-term memory to kind of uh, go away. So we were trying to hit that window. So then we had to rely on what they actually learned. Um, and so that came out to be maybe two minutes before the end of the episode. And the general consensus was everybody fucking cracked up at the episode and got mad when we stopped it before it was over. <laughs> nice. Aww. So so for the last group, I mean, it's going to nullify my results here. So Western Psychological Association, don't, uh, you know, discredit my study. But the, the last group, we just let them finish it, right? It was like, fuck it. This is the last time we're going through. We want to see how it ends. <laughs> and the ending did not disappoint. <laughs> Uh, that's that's so that's by far one of my favorite uh, episodes of the office so i can agree with you on the office probably being one of the best if not the best comedy i would put that up there with uh it's always sunny in philadelphia oh yeah it's another nice. good. Oh, yep. that's also so wrong i love that show so much and honestly like i know people love the office uh too and i like it i really really do but if it was my choice between the the office or parks and rec which was meant to be like a spin-off sort of like connected universe kind of show like I will take Parks and Rec every single time. Parks and Rec is really, really good too. It's 
it would be hard for me to choose. I wish there was more seasons of Parks and Rec. You know, like if I had to pick like a Desert Island series, it's going to be The Office, you know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Parks and Rec is just so good. It, man, that really took off. Yeah. Yep. Parks and Rec was so good because it took the comedy of like The Office and added its own wholesomeness to it. So like not only were you laughing about the stupid shit these characters were doing, but you could also relate with them over time. Right. Yeah. And it didn't overstay its welcome. Like the ending right. and everything was just perfect, man. I love that show so much. So anyways, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> okay. well, I wanted to check in with Mia and see what she's been up to this week, yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> well, this week was kind of interesting. Um, obviously, last weekend we had my mom's birthday, Yay. which was really lovely. Ooh. And the rest of this week, it was basically, I don't actually know what I did this week, to be oh. honest. I mean, I didn't do any baking. I did a lot of cooking, as usual. But um, then yesterday, about 1 a.m., there was this horrible like metal crunchy sound and I woke up and I'm like, okay. And all the dogs in the neighborhood was awake and, and I'm like, what was that? All the dogs <laughs> just woke up. Well, it was because of this, this horrendous noise. Uh, um, we basically for the area's power, we have a massive distribution box that goes into like a transformer and then it gets distributed from there. So we've had our fair share of that thing causing problems. Um, it's not our power box. It belongs to the municipality. It's just basically, you know, outside our house. And um, so when I came to the TV room, I'm like, what was that? And then um, my husband said, no, he could see some orange wafts of smoke that came from that uh DB box. So we're like, oh no, because we've had that thing being replaced before. They've dug up the paving between the transformer and the DB box. And I mean, they had to replace cables. That was basically the, the size of my arm just about. So we've had a lot of fun having this thing near us. So obviously with the fact that it popped, you know, there was no outside damage or anything because this thing has a chimney and obviously the smoke came out there. They only fixed it Last night at about half past nine, it, the power came back on. So from 1 a.m. <laughs> till 9 p.m., the power was off. But we were sitting here, you know, we have batteries and stuff just for, so we can have a little bit of internet and, you know, listen to some podcasts and stuff like that. And uh, my mom was in her room reading, so she had candles next to her bed, looked really cool and everything. And... We always joke the fact that she is getting older. We know she's getting older, but I mean, she's healthy, her mind's fine, everything. She's she's not an old person to us. And so we're sitting here, and because previously, every time they turn that the power on in that thing, we get a power surge, and then um, it trips our power. So in preparation for the power to come back on, we um, put all the switches off. Um, we just kept the lights, the lights on uh, in our DB board. And we see here, my mom comes and she's like, no, the, <laughs> the plug, the plug um, box or the, the wall plug in her room is not working. And we look at her like, yes, the power is off. <laughs> and my mom is like, well, the lights are on in her room. So, <laughs> so in that moment, we thought to ourselves, okay, she can't complete. <laughs> Obviously, the power box is not going to be working in her room because the power is but that moment was just so hilarious because we just looked at her like, yeah, the power's off. And she's like, well, the power in my room is on. And it did come on. But for some reason, the light in where we were sitting wasn't off. So if she didn't come through here, we would probably still be sitting in darkness, you know, <laughs> thinking the power's off. <laughs> That's such like a nice, nice, wholesome moment, right? Mm -hmm. like, oh, mom. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that, that moment of disbelief is like, uh, okay. <laughs> like... Also, too, the, the way that you described the first part of that story about like, yeah, we were hanging out and also this metal crunching and the dogs are barking and everything like that. I started thinking of that District 9 movie. <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah, and I was like that. Yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, she was living it, man!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, brawn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what they were called. I was like, "That movie." Yeah. I was like, "That movie was in South Africa. She's in South Africa. Was it a documentary?" Yeah, <laughs> the connections are making sense. <laughs> 
I was actually kind of blown away by that movie. I thought it was so well done. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it shows where, you know, where he ends up living and stuff like that as, like, um, you know, that is some of the the poorest areas. And it it looks like that, you know? So um, the only thing is people think the whole of South Africa just looks like that. So With the big spaceship? (laughs) Yes, the I big spaceship, it. yeah, that <laughs> yep. that looms over. Uh, I knew I'd <laughs> seen that. <laughs> well, hey, do you guys want to move into the topic? Not topic. topic? <laughs> well, yeah, you haven't done your you, bit bro. yet. So, Kyle, what have you been up to this week? I'm <laughs> uh, just working. That's it. You know, that's actually all I've been doing. Had a lot, long work week of uh, a lot of work. Um, there was work, and then there was there was more work. Um, it's just one of those work weeks, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't be don't be modest, yeah, okay? <laughs> don't be modest there. Let's get into the real meat and potatoes here. Let's talk about that Instagram page you got, man. Them figures <laughs> are looking fucking awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so I, I did start a new Instagram. Uh, I'm not I'm not really big into social media. I'm on the internet a lot more than most people, um, and so I have kind of just like, and eh, I'm in social media, but. When I'm not on the computer, I paint a lot of miniatures, uh, specifically for like Warhammer and D&D and stuff. And so to feel a bit more comfortable with sharing my, my, I guess, the you know outcome of me slapping paint onto little plastic lens <laughs> and stuff, I uh, started an Instagram page. And, uh, and so, yeah, you know, the community, the, uh, the Warhammer painting community is like really friendly and everyone's like super supportive and people like to, you know, give comments and feedback and encouragement and stuff. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a fairly positive experience, which is really rare when it comes to the internet and people on it. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's been really fun. I haven't really been able to update it a whole heck of a lot because I just haven't had time to paint this week. So I've been uh, taking pictures of stuff I have painted and be like, ah, look at this work in progress. <laughs> uh, the impressed yet universe. Yeah. Yeah. But also the, uh, my, my kind of theme for mine is cause there's, there's thousands of, of, uh, you know, miniature painting or hammer painting profiles and stuff on there. So my whole thing is I just tried to do a really lazy, basic job of making these uh, little models look good on the table. Cause I actually, I, I still, I do play the game too. Um, I'm actually in my play group. I'm the only one who has fully painted armies. <laughs> Everyone else just has oh, a lot wow. of gray plastic but uh, it's because when i got into it i didn't have anybody to play with so i just spent time reading you know uh books and painting and stuff and buying models and painting and stuff so uh so yes i have a bunch of models and a lot of them aren't finished most of them aren't um but they are painted and are tabletop ready so uh so yeah anyways started that just to kind of share some of those pictures and stuff like that but um, I'm hoping I can get around to some painting this weekend. I have to build the wife's new computer. She ordered a bunch of parts and stuff like that, so I get to put it together because I am just an IT, and so, <laughs> so I get to do that sometime this weekend. So I'm hoping I can find some time to paint. But other than that, yeah, I've just been working. <laughs> Come back to that work part, yeah. I love the art of that miniature paintings. I think it is so amazing. I love it. Um. I also like the ones where people sort of make their own sets and things. Mm-hmm. So they would have little things like lying around like springs and um, moss and things like that, that they incorporate into like scenes yeah. that they paint and set up. And it is so awesome. Um, I know back in the day on the uh, Geek and, not Geek and Sundry, I think it was a little bit bef- after the Geek and Sundry bunch Oh, nerdist they had the painters guild and the, they had a guy on there once where they made a baba yaga little housey thingy from scratch so they built the whole thing and it looked so cool and i was thinking like oh, if i only had a smidgen of talent and you know felt like doing something like a hobby i would totally do that it's really fun and it's it's relatively easy to get into i mean it just it takes time right and every time you finish or if you're like me you get close to finishing but you just put it down and start something else um <laughs> every time you make some progress <laughs> the next time you start something else like you have learned something from the last that you worked on and that to me is like what's really fun about it because i can definitely track my progress and i'm not the best painter 
I wouldn't even say I'm very good or anything like that, but I've definitely come a long way from when I started about a year and a half ago. And uh, I'm pretty happy yeah. with the, you know, with the, the direction I'm going with it and stuff. So, but I mean, there's so many different techniques because you have these ink overlays as well that you can use. So you can paint your miniature and then basically um, use these ink stains to enhance the color or, you know, give it a different finish or it's just, it is so stunning. I mean, knowing what to do in a different area or how to highlight um you know, different parts of armor or which paints actually look like um, the ones that would look the more, the grittier and stuff like that. And it's just stunning. I can watch people doing that for hours because it's like, it's so pretty and it's so tranquil to watch it. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I watched the Assassin's Creed Valhalla reveal where it was like uh, a guy just painting this huge old Viking scene for, uh, it was probably like three hours or so. And I was like, why am I watching this? But at the same time, I was so intrigued by that very thing you're talking <laughs> about. He would like, he would like paint the pants and stuff like that. And he would like think, oh, these look fucking great. And then he would come over and like start doing some of the skyline and then come back and start detailing the pants again. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You're doing too much. And then it would just look even better. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's it's craft. When I finally saw the completed picture, I was like, wow, this is just. This is great. So I, I agree with you. I can watch people do that stuff. Uh, the last time that I went up there to visit Kyle, actually, uh, I caught myself in his kitchen just uh, watching Bob Ross paint videos. So <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to bring up Bob That's Ross. That's very soothing. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I think I, I would say that most of my subscriptions on YouTube are uh, miniature painting channels. Mm. um just i mean there's so much to learn and they're it's fast especially when someone's like really really good at painting you're like ah oh, that looks terrible and you're like holy shit what did you just do it looks amazing now like some people are really really good at painting yeah but i mean starting off because i'm a friend of mine i was actually asking you know isn't it a big expense to start off with because you know to have your collection of paint and stuff like that it's something that i think takes quite a while and he said, well, um, what he recommends is buying like a set. So say, for example, you buy a miniature with its paints that comes with it and then slowly start building your collection like that. That's kind of what I've been doing. I, I started off with a actually like a kind of like beginner paint set for, for like Warhammer. It was a handful of models and like a handful of of like, I don't know, like six or eight paints maybe or something. I don't remember exactly. It was a while ago, but uh but it was just like very limited amount of paints and stuff. And so, uh, but those, those paints were, the colors were what you use for those models specifically. So I, you know, I spent some yeah. time practicing there and I still had those. And then, so I was like, all right, I want this color now. Cause I want to paint these other guys with this. And so then just over time you accumulate. And it's not like when you buy paint, like you go through all of it in one sitting, you, you don't. So it's, yeah. and most of the time you actually don't use a lot of one color or enough to go through like i gotta go get some more and stuff like that so yeah you definitely accrue a lot over time like i have so many different yellows <laughs> yeah <laughs> like way too many yellows for some reason i don't know why but i have a lot of yellows um and a lot of reds and blues and stuff but yeah there, i mean there's i mean a lot of videos i watch pe you know, people in their the background that they're standing in front of yeah. is just wall to wall with like little tiny bottles of paint and it's like i'm getting close to that I'm not there yet but i'm getting close to that so yeah let's uh, let's get into talking about some camp stories and everything um i guess what i mean by that is more some you know gaming camp stories some stories that we've had from you know our uh our years of uh, playing video games and uh, and everything. Uh, I'll kind of start. I'll kind of start off um, to give an example. I don't know if Julian was a part of this, but we used to play Destiny One quite a bit. Um, yes, yes, yes. Back in the day, yeah. And um, I never really got to do a whole lot in that game, but I did get to do Vault of Glass a couple of times. And I want to say the first time. Did I run that for the first time with you? I'm pretty sure, yes. I went through a whole campaign. Like, I've never been, and I don't think Kyle either, like, has been much for playing multiplayer with people. So to get six people together to run the Vault of Glass on That's Destiny so 1 was, like, a fucking pain in the ass, right, without doing a queue. Um, and so I had to go on this campaign through these groups we were on on Facebook to find six people that would run it with us, and the coordination and everything was just abysmal. <laughs> It was a very, very, very long, long raid. <laughs> um, 
but I don't know if you remember, so this could have been the first or second time I did that, but I actually got locked out of my apartment in the middle of one of the raids. Um, and I blame Domino's Pizza for that. Um, <laughs> so when I was playing Destiny, um, God, so many years ago, many moons, I was living above a coffee shop in uh in, in this t- nearby town and stuff and there to get into the apartments there was a uh there's a path on the side of the coffee shop and there was a door that locked from the inside and you had to have a key to get inside um so i think we we played a little bit we gotten kind of far in there and i ordered dominoes and i got a text saying hey your pizza's outside I'm like, all right I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to go downstairs and get my pizza. <laughs> I went down there in a tank top and basketball shorts, with <gasps> some cash, ready to get my pizza and everything. I shut the door behind me without my keys. And so <laughs> I'm standing outside <laughs> with, a, with a fucking box of pizza and like it's cold <laughs> and shit. And I have basketball shorts on. I have a tank top. There's also, like I mentioned that I lived above a cafe um, or a coffee shop and stuff. They, it was owned by a local church and they would every like Friday and Saturday, they would have Christian bands come play music and like gospel and everything like that. It was super loud. That was also one of the reasons why the apartment was so cheap. (laughs) It was very, very, (laughs) very, very expensive to live there. So I lived like a king in this dump of an apartment above a coffee shop. Um, So there was another way into the apartment. However, it involved going into the cafe and I had already spent like five, 10 minutes trying to get the door open and knocking on it, but no one can hear over the sound of, you know, of Christian rock music and stuff. Cause yeah, cause it, it was so loud. It was, it was very loud, but like I said, cheap apartment. I'm okay with this. I, I'll do it. I put head, headphones on No one, you know, I couldn't, I you know, couldn't hear anyways. And so, um, so anyways, I'm trying to get into the apartment with his, you know, shoeless shirtless, pantless pretty much and everything with a box of pizza and so i decided okay there's only one way else to get in here and that's through the side door that's actually inside the cafe so i walk into this there's probably like a (laughs) hundred people in in this place and i walk in there and nobody looks like me for those who can't see me um i have a lot of tattoos i don't look like i fit in a lot of places um especially (laughs) when i'm wearing not a lot of clothes <laughs> and, so, and so i walk into this this place and i have my pizza and people are already like oh my gosh what is this guy doing here why is he pizza? and so i sit down at one of the tables with my pizza and i start <gasps> eating it because i'm like well it's gonna get cold so i'm eating this pizza and people are like obviously asking questions not to me but to themselves and And i'm just waiting for the band to get done because the door to get in uh it 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 doesn't lock and everything like that the door to get in is right behind where the band is playing and i didn't (laughs) want to just like walk in through the band as they're playing and everything like that but also the drummer was leaned up against the door because he didn't have a stool so he had oh. some weird kind of like box. He was seeing like he forgot his his uh, his chair or whatever, his stool. Uh, so he was <laughs> leaning up against the door while he was playing. And so I had to wait for them to get through two, I think two songs. I, they all sound exactly the same. And then when they stopped, I just kind of waded through a crowd of a hundred people and a band and everything like that with my pizza and the people are like moving and like i i felt like moses at this point out of this weirdo's way and everything like <laughs> sorry sorry just trying to go play a video game with my friends <laughs> let my pizza go yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so i get to the i get to the door but the drummer doesn't understand what that door represents to me and <laughs> leaning up against my only way to get back into the house so i had to like try to like hey could could you could you move and he could like couldn't hear me because everyone's talking and stuff like that and so he finally gets the point and he like he he moves out of the way so i get inside and i get back upstairs and actually i don't think this was the time that you and i were playing julian unless you, unless this sounds familiar to you but i finally get inside and they had already started doing shit without me oh no <laughs> This was about 30 minutes of me trying to get back into my apartment, <laughs> hanging out at a Christian rock show <laughs> with the boxes <laughs> and then trying to get back in. We ended up finishing Vaults of Glass. Um, I don't remember getting anything cool out of it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that was a really funny night. And that's it's and so what I mean by 
kind of gaming campfire stories is moments where they may not necessarily be like every minute of this experience didn't take place in a game and everything, but that night will is burned forever <laughs> into my brain as the night that I tried to do vault of glass but got locked out of my apartment with a you know with a box of pizza. When I finally got got back in there, I had like barely any pizza left. So that was like my that was my my ritual though, right? Like every Friday night, I'm playing Destiny, I'm ordering a Domino's pizza, I'm eating the whole thing by myself because I'm sad. And, <laughs> or a champion at life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the positive. You could eat that whole thing by yourself. <laughs> exactly. Like, I say I'm, that as somebody who just had an entire pizza for dinner, too. See, you're oh, a fucking no. champ, and I respect you. It's <laughs> kind of what I got. So, uh, who's, who's got one? I got one. I, I, oh, sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll go. So, uh, on the topic of that, uh, me and Kyle used to play, uh, you know, a lot of games together, and Back in the old days, we used to have a podcast called The Nobodies. Uh, there's three episodes of it on SoundCloud. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot the account information. It we is, cannot delete them. <laughs> we cannot reply to your comments, and I am not going to make a SoundCloud to reply to you, so just don't look it up. <laughs> but uh, well, we had come across the idea of, hey, let's just branch into streaming. We're playing video games all the time and everything anyways, so... And I might have mentioned this story in passing uh, a couple times in the podcast before, but uh, we were trying to find things we could play together, right? So we'd play a little bit of Rocket League for a couple hours. Uh, I played Metal Gear Solid Five. You know, we just kind of like try to test the waters, and we finally settled on playing Hell Divers a lot. Yes, uh, which I remember that game. Which I don't know if whoever hasn't played it. It was basically a, a top-down shooter, a twin-stick shooter where you get dropped off on an alien planet and it gives you specific objectives to do, right? And you can do it with up to four people. And so me and Kyle would just run around on these barren planets, just acting like we were in Starship Troopers. And, <laughs> uh, and, and we would average, I don't know, what, two people at a time, two, three people at a time. But there was one stream where we just nailed it. I mean, we had, what, 20 people watching us? Over 30. <laughs> yeah, it over def- 30. It was definitely 30. Because I looked at the numbers, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like we are number one on Twitch, <laughs> and and not we, really, but like in our I, hearts. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, a little behind the scenes information. I was fucking drunk, you know, <laughs> and we were and we were playing with the headsets, and we I were just talking, remember that you were drunk, and, and we were talking all sorts of shit about like Starship Troopers references, and like just the game was real fun. Like there's always friendly fire, right? So we were always having to watch out for each other and stuff, but. uh we got tasked with blowing up this base with a nuke and uh, we went into the base and we were completely underpowered for the area. And so we were getting swarmed by all sides God. and this was the peak, the chat's going off. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're fucking in it to win it. We're calling ammo strikes and all this stuff <laughs> getting killed left and right, reviving each other. I mean, just in the heart of everything you'd want to do from a multiplayer game. Right. So, uh, we obviously were going to lose. And so I told Kyle, I said, just go on without me. And I did the code to summon a nuke. And I threw the nuke <laughs> to blow up the base so that we could finish the mission. And Kyle started running off. And then he came back for whatever reason. And so the nuke <laughs> came down and we just blew up together. <laughs> no, man. no man left behind. It was a real bro moment. That's when we really became best friends. <laughs> he, took, he took a nuke for me on that game. And I mean, after that, we pretty much just died laughing, right? Like the, the chat's oh, going so off. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's freaking having a good time with it and stuff like that. And uh, and I, I kind of after that, we kind of tapered off on streaming and stuff like that. But I just remember from my short streaming career, that was probably like one of my most favorite times of ever gaming. Like, it's definitely my by far. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And and for those who don't know, uh, in Helldivers, when you die, your teammate can revive you, but they have to throw a beacon down someplace. And what happens wherever that beacon is at, a drop pod comes crashing down onto the surface of the planet, and then you can respond from there. I think we killed each other three or four times each from reviving each other and then <laughs> standing underneath the drop pod as it came down. And so this mission just became a clusterfuck of yes. like drop pods and mo- like fucking bug aliens and people dropping in and out of the game. It was it was insane. It was but it was a lot of fun though. It, 
it was it was not our uh, brightest moment there. It, and what was what was killing us? It wasn't necessarily resing each other. It was more like you you know it's one of those games where you have limited amount of ammo, and the only way to get mm-hmm. ammo was to call reload crates. And oh, so right. we would be shooting, and I'm, oh shit, I'm almost out. And without communicating to each other, I would call a reload crate, throw it in Kyle's direction, and all of a sudden he's in the middle of shooting twenty aliens, and he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> because my fucking grenades land on top of them i'm like oh shit i'll bring you back hold on it's <laughs> a good thing we never enlisted in the military yes we would have <laughs> would have been a short career <laughs> would have been, been a real bad one <laughs> yeah so yeah that that was that was the story that i got so uh, what do you got chris so i worked at gamestop for about 10 years oh, from oh, high school th- i did yeah from high school through grad school because a, of course I did. And <laughs> and B, like they were really, really accommodated with my school schedule. So it was it was perfect for me. And to be fair, I also started back when it was Electronics Boutique. And then oh, it became yeah. EB Games. And then GameStop bought it out. And that's when fun died. But, oh, no. <laughs> I, I made a lot of friends from that. Uh, like Circle of Geekdom, my previous podcast and uh, Twitch handle all was built around my friends that I made from working at GameStop. So it was a lot, a lot of fun. But one of my absolute favorite moments uh, was the, the PlayStation 2 launch. So if anybody is listening to this and they've known me personally, like I am overall fairly straight edge. Like I don't break a lot of laws. Like I didn't, I never even tried weed until I moved to California at 37. Like <laughs> I, I try to keep on the straight and narrow with a lot of stuff. And that also includes even skipping school. Like I never ever skip school. Like X, I would Chris, try like, X. Yeah. <laughs> like straight edge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, I just started my job there at uh, back when it was still electronics boutique and was really, really excited for it. And I was like, because I started so late, uh, like the pre-orders had already stopped. And I, I was going to have to be one of those guys who was going to have to like find a place that was going to do a midnight launch. And I was going to have to just, you know, camp out and all that stuff. But my boss actually decided to say like, look, I'm actually buying multiple systems so I can sell a couple of them. And he says, I'll tell you what, if you can actually take a day off from school and work open to close, I will sell you one of them. And I was Ooh. like, really? Oh, my God. So I begged my mom, begged her, please, please, please let me take the uh, the day off from school. Like, they're not gonna, there's not going to be any more PS2s. Like, it's only t- tomorrow. That's it forever kind of thing. Like, <laughs> and for whatever reason, my mom actually said yes. I was like, really? Oh, my Ooh. God. Cool. So... That next day, I'm I, I worked the entire day, and the the hard part. This is again going back to like 2000, like Electronics Boutique was still doing a lot of their shit on either paper based or on um, like a really rudimentary uh, computer system. And I still remember like everybody was getting in line, and my whole job at the whole time was like my boss was going to be at the register. Uh, the assistant manager was going to be there too, and I was going to be making sure the line was flowing as fast as possible. Which means I was telling everybody have your pre-order slips ready or have your IDs. Like we want to get through this as quickly as possible. If you are somebody like if you pre-ordered the console and you want to get a game, let me know. And I will have your bundles waiting for you as you get up there in line. And after the fact, I kind of realized the reason why my boss and assistant manager were the ones at the, ca- uh, at the cash registers was because I did not realize that Electronics Boutique actually paid a, a little spiff every time somebody bought a console warranty. And this is the PS2 uh-huh. days. Like nobody knew the durability for these things. So everybody bought a warranty. So they were at the registers because they were making like a few hundred bucks that day. Like they were making like crazy good bank for bonuses. And I'm just a little dipshit kid who's just, you know, telling you to have your ID ready. <laughs> hey, make like, sure you make sure you let me know what game you got. <laughs> yep. And all these guys are saying is like, I'm going to pay off my student loan. I'm going to make a car payment. <laughs> but I didn't care because I was going to get a console. Did you Except, get one? There was this, I did. I, I did. It was good. <laughs> there was uh so i'm going through the line i'm telling people you know please have your con- uh, your ids out ready or your pre-order slips and uh this one woman uh was in line saying like oh no no i don't have i didn't pre-order i'm just here to just pick one up it's like oh i'm so sorry ma'am you know we all we have are just for pre-orders like we don't know when we're getting any more in we hope soon but you know you're trying to be polite about the whole thing and like i just really want my ps2 i didn't want to piss off a customer and then my boss sent me home and i had to get nothing so i like i'm trying to be super polite with her and she says like no i promised my son he's get uh that he would get one on launch day and i'm going to get him one i was like oh huh. i'm i'm sorry but we don't have any extras at all like you have one in the back like i i promise you we do not we really we truly don't <laughs> and she's like well i will wait in line and i will t- like who's your manager i said like that that dude right there i pointed at bob and it's like okay i will talk to bob is like 
this is going to be weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just watching it and I can, it's almost like you're watching the fuse, like go down to the tip of the bomb. Like, this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. And sure enough, like I'm like 30 people behind in, in the back of the store, uh, helping people out. And as soon as she gets to the register, I stop what I'm doing. I just watch. I was like, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. <laughs> and all I just see is my boss, you know, saying like sticks his hand out, like asking for the ID or the, or the form. And then him just kind of cocking his head going like, what? And then just kind of turns to me like all the way from the back. And it's like that scene from It's Always Sunny of like that meme of Mac and Charlie at the restaurant just staring at each other. <laughs> I'm just going like, what? And it's like, I guess like, I don't, I'm just like wave my arms like, I don't know what's go- what to do, man. I'm sorry. I'm like 17. I'm stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, she wanted to speak to the managers. So she and her, was. Yeah. And I, and I can see the mouthing go up between the two like, I'm sorry, we don't have any. And you can see her get blood red angry and then take that deep breath. And then just, she just fucks off. It's like. So you just waited in line like 20 minutes for no reason and then just went to go to t- try your luck out of Sears uh, down the, the hall. It's like, so, <laughs> such, it was such a waste of time. It was so weird. But like, it was just waiting to see like either that explosion of just a reaction for like somebody screaming at the top of their lungs or ca- calling bullshit on us. It was just like kind of a very mute reaction by the, uh, the end of the day. So it's like you see the fuse go in and then all of a sudden it just didn't blow up. Like it's a dud. Yeah, it was, a dud. Yeah, it was just like a little... Yeah. <laughs> But we get through the the end of the day. Everything goes fine. I get my PlayStation 2 and my copy of SSX and no memory Ooh. card. So every time was the first time for me playing that for, for the first couple of weeks. Until <laughs> because that was the days of when memory cards were impossible to find. Dude, or that, a thing. that is like the best snowboarding game ever. SSX and SSX Tricky. Tricky. Like, yep. oh my, Tricky, I put so many fucking hours into. Man, I hit that Japan level like nobody's business. <laughs> uh, I love those games. And then they came out with that remake where they kind of did the like realistic tone to it. And it just ruined it for me. I just want some cartoon fucking run DMC. <laughs> and the best part of the whole day was, so I still had, I, you know, obviously I fake sick. And so uh, my mom wrote a, a doctor's note for me. And so I'm walking around uh, school, showing this to my teachers. The problem though is, again, like this is my senior year, like, I, and it's the middle of the semester already at this point too, because I think it was like a September launch. And like, like I'm, I'm showing them my notes and my teachers are looking at the notes and they look at me still wearing my PlayStation 2 t-shirt from the launch day the day before because I'm just so excited <laughs> to have it. And they kind of look at the note again too and they just kind of look at me he's like, how is it? And I'm like, it's awesome. It was just like, <laughs> oh, cute. they didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> but I always just thought that was just really cool. Like, And every teacher was like, bullshit. You didn't have the flu for a day in the middle of the week. You you, you got a PlayStation 2. It's like, yes, I did. <laughs> I too got the day off when the PlayStation 2 came out, but I got it off as a customer and I was so adamant about getting one of those PlayStation 2s that I, my mom let me have the day off from school so I could go to the Kmart that was here. Ah. And they only had 20 PlayStations and there was 25 people there and they did a raffle. And I was one of the five people that did not get one. Oh. So I was so depressed oh. that, I got to, that I got to stay home <laughs> for the no. day and just play my dumb old PlayStation 1 <laughs> yeah. while I was waiting. Oh, that sucks ass. I got one later and I got a PlayStation 2 with ready to rumble boxing and that was just the start of my full on addiction to gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Afro Thunder, man. (laughs) My all time favorite, without a doubt, is still the Halo 2 launch because it was it was just so much fun. We had a humongous line. So I was working at a mall and we it was a our store's location was actually dead ass center of the first floor. And kind of put it in perspective, so we had to have everybody waiting outside, and they were at the very front entrance, all the way to the back to like an anchor store. And I think it was a, I want to say it was a J.C. Penney's, and then it curved around to the side. And we were doing raffles. We had uh, uh, Pizza Hut donated a ton, a ton of free pizza to us too, and I ate a lot of it. And Mountain Dews because it was the it was when they do, were doing that Mountain Dew. Uh, Oh, no, this is before. I'm, I'm thinking Halo 3. I'm, I'm mixing up my stuff. But like Code Red had just come out, I think. So we just had tons and tons of Code Reds. And we just, you you can't do much with them after a while. So you just we just shot the shit with them. And we were, uh, every time we did a raffle, like I would scream out the exact same joke, which was, all right, guys, we're picking the, the next winner the same way we pick a Pope. Name out of a hat. <laughs> every single time. And that's when I learned about the value of diminishing returns. 
<laughs> Why aren't they laughing anymore? Or yeah, like it's been twelve raffles, Chris. Stop it. It's like no, it's my favorite joke. But it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of people there. A lot of good energy. And I don't know if you, anybody ever knew this or not, but Electronics Boutique actually had its own mascot. Yeah. Like GameStop had that dumbass bunny thing for a while. But Electronics Boutique, like Mia, do you know what it is? No. Anybody? Mm. Nope. A fucking chicken. <gasps> <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a reason why that's not on t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a chicken. So it, like during the launch, our, my district manager showed up and he was in full chicken suit regalia and just walked around. I was like, yep. <laughs> what an exciting day. <laughs> yeah, like that was just... It was such an out of like character kind of thing. It's kind of like, again, it's just like the meme of like when your custom character is in the cutscene. It's like, what? <laughs> Super weird. It's just one of those things where it's like, if, you're, if your mascot was a chicken, you think you would hire somebody on the side to like dress up as Link at least, right? So it yeah. kind of makes sense. <laughs> oh, well, they're the not going to pay that, that kind of royalty money. <laughs> Hell no. Chickens are free, Link costs money. <laughs> But when it became GameStop, they got really into doing the midnight launches where we started doing them for fucking everything. Like we did one for a UFC release and we, literally two people were there. So like, again, we had to do decorations and we had to do all this stuff for it. And we bought all these pizzas and we're like, um, we hope you're hungry, fucker, because it's just you and we're full. <laughs> you're stepping into the octagon, just you and this pie. But, yep. <laughs> And the guy's like, can I just take it early? It's like, no, we can't, dude. Like, the registers, like, it's going to be timestamped. We can't do this. Like, we want to because we want to go home, but <laughs> yeah, those were the worst. Uh, and then having to do, like, the Madden ones, too, with me being there, too, who knows nothing. About, like, I still do not know the entire rule set for football at all. Or what I learned, I learned from NFL Blitz, which meant, like, oh, you can get real violent in this game. Okay, cool. I fucking love NFL Blitz, man. I used to play the crap out of it when it came out. And then uh, we went down to San Diego for my bachelor party. And we were just hammered drunk. And they had an NFL Blitz machine tucked into this bar we were at, like, in the very corner. And I got down on that thing <laughs> for at least an hour just playing playing my whole, you know, bachelor party and stuff like that. Oh, it was great, dude. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to, you know, party and drink and, you know, with your bachelor? We were party? at a, yeah, we we were at a a, a barcade. Barcade, so, barcade. Yeah, do you not? Do you have those up in? No, uh, I'm assuming it's oh. a it's a uh, like a arcade, but it has a bar. Yes, it's an arcade where you can where you can drink oh. alcohol and, and beer and all that stuff. So I was double fisted craft beers while <laughs> playing fucking NFL Blitz on an old school arcade machine. It was awesome. That does sound fun. Down there in San Diego, uh, one of my buddies was like a, an avid gamer and stuff like that, and he met up with us. And he was just like, "Hey, there's a barcade down the road," and so we went. And they have just like you know the basketball hoop that you're just shooting at. They had uh, uh, old school arcade machines like X Men versus Street oh, Fighter cool. and stuff, and then, like I said, right there in the back corner, I'm blowing the dust off the thing pretty much. <laughs> was that NFL Blitz machine? <laughs> and I just I got down, man. I loved it. And then we went back the next day, and it didn't have the same like spunk, right? I wonder why. The whole place did. I think it's because I wasn't hammered drunk when I got there. <laughs> That usually adds pretty hard to the the appreciation of a certain area. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I've I've gone to tons of places, hammer drunk, and been like, "This is the best place in the world." And then I go back, like when I'm sober, and I'm like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> oh man. So, anyways, Mia, do you have a campfire story? Um, <laughs> none that's in like the league of you guys. I mean, the only the only gaming story that I have was um failing miser miserably at the fifth time trying to do something in Assassin's Creed and then almost um, taking up the keyboard and smacking the copy. <laughs> almost did that, but uh, Hubs came running and he's like, no, 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 we don't need to do that, you know? Because so <laughs> it was his computer, so obviously, you know? <laughs> but... 
what was what was so hard that you, like I, when I think it was Assassin's Creed game, I usually think they're like point A to point B. Hey, go stab yeah, well, that person in the neck. It was one of like, those <laughs> point A to point B. I had to crouch behind some hay bale thing and then sneak around the one side, not being seen, and then kill the guy. And every time some stupid woman would see me, so eventually, you know, and I just lost it. I I killed her, and then I killed everyone that was hovering around. I think I even killed a chicken. You know, so I was just, I just, I was like, stupid bitch, keep your mouth shut, you know, <laughs> let me kill this guy, you know, so yeah, I, I, I have no patience, <laughs> I can't, I can't do the same thing over and over and then, mm -mm. Just jabbing him in the back, you're like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> oh, exactly, <laughs> I was this, <laughs> nothing to see here, you know. <laughs> With the like straight up stealth games, that's how I am too. Like I start out like kind of playing the stealthy game. After a while, I'm like, okay, well, how many of these people can I kill before I set up the alarm, yeah. right? But like other games, like Ghost of Tsushima, where it's like you start out with some underpowered like samurai, and then all of a sudden you be just become this badass. Like I didn't even use the stealth mechanics the last half of the <laughs> game. I just walked up to the front gate and I'm like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> You guys want to have a duel? Okay, bat, bat, take down 10 of them, right? And I'm like, okay, well, who's next? <laughs> like, I had so much so much fun with that game. Uh, they just actually came out with the multiplayer for that. And out of the four of us, I'm the only person that has it. So I, I, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to get it or I'm not going to get back into the game until I get a PlayStation 5 because right now it's playing it right 1080p 30 frames a second and it was great but I want to play it 4K 60 frames per second like Yeah. Yeah, I want to see this beautifully so I'll be playing it in January or so. <laughs> hmm. Well, that about wraps things up for this week's episode. Join us next week as we talk about Spooktober games, Plasmophobia and Songs of Horror. If you like what you hear, share this podcast with your friends and come hang out with us on social media. Links posted in the show notes below. We're your host, Mia. Julian. Chris. As always, stay safe, stay sane, and geek out. Bye.